If you're still deciding on your spring break getaway, Amtrak's got just the ticket. You can visit cities from D.C. and Philly to New York and Boston, all while enjoying more sustainable travel. Amtrak produces up to 83% less carbon emissions than traveling by car or plane. And did we mention the extra legroom and comfy seats? Book early and save at Amtrak.com. Click or tap the banner. Emissions comparisons vary depending on route and locomotive type. Restrictions may apply. The Rudy Giuliani Show. Good afternoon. This is Rudy Giuliani with the Rudy Giuliani Show, and welcome. Well, uh, we've got a decision from a court, uh, finally, on this out-of-control, illegal, lawless, Soros-appointed prosecutor, Bragg, and he lost the first uh, inning. We will call it the first inning of a of probably a game that will go into uh, extra innings. And uh, his attempt to restrain the order of uh, the United States Congress has been denied. A temporary restraining order has been denied by the United States uh, District Court for the Southern District of New York, I believe. I think that's where he well, that's where we have to have brought it. And um, and it's not a, it's not a big thing one way or the other. It. Um, I thought it would be denied. It seems it seems to me like he's asking the court to uh, violate the separation of powers. Uh, you might you might listen. To, um, let's play cut ten. I think Alan Dershowitz. Uh, this is just obvious. I don't know why. There's a lot of stuff about the law that Bragg doesn't know. So let's listen to cut ten from Alan Dershowitz on Congress's authority with regard to investigating Bragg. Number Jim 10. Jordan is subpoenaing people to check on 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 Bragg. Uh, that has implications for American foreign policy. The head of El Salvador recently said, don't lecture us on democracy. If you have a New York prosecutor trying to put in jail and stop from running against our current president, a man who's, you know, uh, trying to beat him, that's banana republic. So I, I don't think that Jim Jordan will lose his case against Bragg, but you never know with a New York judge. But uh, in the end, I think probably Congress does have the power to look into whether or not local prosecutions are having an impact on American foreign policy and the Constitution, whether that's the right committee to do it. You know, I leave that to Congress. I think Allen is uh, a little more hesitant than he needs to be. First of all, it's a Judiciary Committee. It seems to me like it would be the right committee. Uh, number two, uh, the DA's office, I used to oversee it, so I know, DA's office in Manhattan gets a good deal of federal funding. They may get more federal, well, at least when I was there uh, as Associate Attorney General, they got more funding than any DA's office in the country, as far as I remember. Maybe a couple in Los Angeles and San Francisco may have gotten big funding also. But, I mean, they get a lot of money from the federal government. Um, and, and also, um, he's playing federal prosecutor. Remember, the crime, well, <laughs> uh, we don't know the crime that he's relying on. We, we do not know the crime he's relying on because he doesn't say it in the, we believe from leaks to the newspaper. What a way to run a prosecutor's office. We believe from leaks to the newspaper that the crime is a violation of the federal election law, which the federal government doesn't think is a violation of the federal election law. They ruled on it and decided not to bring the case. 
And uh, you can't say for sure because it hasn't gone before a court. But just about every commissioner of the election commission that's written on it has said that it is not uh, a hush money payment, if you want to call it that, a uh, payment for an NDA, which could have other purposes other than political, like not wanting your wife to be mad at you or not wanting your kids to be embarrassed. Uh, Even if it has a political purpose, therefore, it's not a political contribution. Whereas if uh, you look at what Hillary did, when she paid $1.1 million for the Steele dossier, the Steele dossier was not uh, anything else but oppo research, negative oppo research, phony on her opponent for the sole purpose of taking them out of the election. That was nothing other than for political purposes. She paid a fine, small little fine. Oh, by the way, she also listed it as legal fees, which is the big, uh, which is, or, or her accountant did. So why isn't she being prosecuted? First of all, Trump's payment is probably not a political contribution. Hers definitely is. Uh, he put it down as legal fees. She put it down as legal fees. Tell me the difference. We have a crooked court. That's the difference. We have a crooked prosecutor. We have a crooked system of justice. We do not have a We cannot say to the world, we have a country where there's equal administration of justice. And Dershowitz's last point that the Congress sure as hell has a right to look into it because it is destroying the reputation of the United States of America. If you go around the world, and they all know this case, and you say, America is a great, you should be like America. You should have a court system where there's the eek, everyone gets treated equally. Anybody who reads anything is going to laugh uh, uh, for two days at you. What are you, crazy? You've got the most warped system right that we, we, we can think of. You're doing the same things uh, they do in banana republics, uh, Nazi Germany, uh, Stalin's uh, Russia, Mao's China. Want a few more? Uh, well, it's nice to see that he lost his first one because this is uh, I I love to I love to play occasionally little clips from John Kennedy, uh, the senator from Louisiana, because you know he I think he and um, um, he 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 should be permanently on Gutfeld's show at night. I think it'd be even funnier if he this guy is like is a natural comedian. Let's play uh, cut thirteen. Pre-termitting the issue of whether Mr. Bragg should be called before Congress, I have uh, I've watched Mr. Bragg. Um, it's clear he is not exactly uh, Oliver Wendell Scalia. My <laughs> guess is he is scared to come before Congress. I watched Mr. Bragg's press conference after he announced his indictment. Uh, he was not impressive. I have read his indictment. Um, legal scholars much more um, qualified than I have have criticized it as being an inferior document. Uh, I read it. It looked to me like as a legal product, someone knocked over a urine sample. <laughs> Again, there are many things wrong with it, but there's one that's just overpowering. It doesn't 
plead a crime in a, in a way that is required by uh, the New York Criminal Code, uh, I believe it's 250.50, or by the United States Constitution. Here, simple. It just says he did it to cover up a crime. Then it doesn't tell you the crime. It doesn't say campaign finance, state, federal. doesn't say tax. doesn't say perjury. doesn't say blah, 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 blah. It says crime. Just think about it. You get arrested. You get indicted. The grand jury votes the indictment, and they voted you committed a crime. They haven't voted a damn thing if they voted you committed a crime. They voted that you committed one of the thousand violations of the New York Penal Code. That is a invalid, null and void, useless piece of trash. Should have been dismissed. And as I've said a few times, criticizing his lawyers, they should have moved to dismiss it. Now, it, it, it probably he, Bragg would have been allowed, allowed to replead, so it would have wasted a week. But it would, uh, you know, it would be strike one as to how stupid he is and as to how uh, he uh, can't even do the basics. Uh, I mean, that you learn that, the, you know, the second day you're in the U.S. Attorney's Office, how to write an indictment. And um, here's the big problem with uh, Bragg that makes this even more irritating. Because while he's uh, uh, playing around with this first case ever against a president or ex-president ever in the history of the country, and it's a, the case is a non-existent piece of junk, now people are getting beaten up, robbed, raped, and knocked around all over the city. Now let's listen to Kennedy 14. In my opinion, Mr. no, Mr. Bragg is a uh, politician first. Uh, he is not um, an impartial member of the criminal justice system. He has demonstrated that. He has ignored the rule of law in terms of prosecuting people who break the law in New York. And except with respect to the allegations about Mr. Trump, I think Mr. Bragg believes that cops are a bigger problem than criminals. How did you vote for him, ladies and gentlemen of New York, of Manhattan? And people tell me you'll vote for him again, like you did de Blasio. How did you vote for de Blasio's reelection? His first, you should really, uh, people in New York City should go through a, a weekend uh, like they used to have in the Catholic Church uh, retreats. So you could get your religious life back. You know, you'd have to think about your sins and you'd have to confess and you'd have to think about how you're going to be a better person and how you can get closer to God. I mean, it's a wonderful thing, actually, uh, to do occasionally, whether it's religious or whatever. I think everybody in New York should go for a weekend re-education program so they get so they learn the tactics to deal with propaganda and therefore they don't get brainwashed again. And the question should here's a good question. How did you vote for de Blasio's reelection? He already had four years and he was a terrible mayor. He was a joke. I, I couldn't walk anywhere without people telling me, oh, my goodness, you were a better mayor than de Blasio. And my answer would be, that's not a compliment. And uh, it was well known all throughout the country that he was an idiot, a moron, a lot of suspicions about smoking marijuana. And he went to Cuba on his honeymoon and he was he sided with the Sandinistas against his country. So. And then you reelected him. I understand you made a mistake the first time. Uh, but second time, scary, huh? It's like scary, like in Chicago where they voted, where they voted for that Brandon 
Schmanden, whatever the heck his name is. Uh, can you imagine? I told you, I told you yesterday, and I got a couple calls yesterday. People volunteered to help me put together my, um, reestablish my security firm. So we can make millions in, in Chicago. Everybody's going to need security when the Democrats come there. Just think of it. And, and, uh, Soros sponsors Democratic Party, Biden, Harris, Antifa, uh, Black Lives Matter, and all the crooked DAs. Woo! Okay. So we're going to take a break. And um, we got a lot more to come. The number is 1-800-848-9222. Shipping can make or break a sale. So optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch the season premiere of Grey's Anatomy tonight at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. The former mayor of New York City, Rudy Giuliani. On the Red Apple Podcast Network. This is Rudy Giuliani back with the Rudy Giuliani Show. Okay. I don't know. Can we make some noise like da-da-da-da? Ba-bum-ba-bum. Breaking news. It should be breaking news, except we live in a uh, country that is now a totalitarian uh, Biden regime. So this will not be uh, emphasized anywhere, probably not covered in most places. Tell me this isn't an important, critical piece of information. A witness has come forward, independent, apparently, of everybody that had been involved in this investigation. I, I never talked to this guy, and I thought I thought just about everybody involved that could be witnesses, and there are about 20 of them that Biden committed the crime of bribery, or even more, that Biden was involved in a racketeering enterprise for 30 years. Now, this gentleman is named Mike McCormick. He was the former White House stenographer, apparently during the Obama administration, and he accompanied uh, uh, Biden three times. I think he made 13 or 14 trips to Ukraine, which in and of itself is quite suspicious. That's a lot of trips to one country by the vice president. Something was going on there other than uh, (laughs) world affairs. Uh, (laughs) So Mr. McCormick says he I'm going to read now from an article in the New York uh, Post. I don't want to be accused of being a Biden plagiarist. And we credit this to Stephen Nelson, who was a reporter. I don't know. Very, very good article. And a nice piece of information he's gotten here. And he writes that um, that Mr. McCormick has said that he has irrelevant information. He wants to testify before the federal grand jury in Delaware. Um, and that he's being completely ignored by the FBI. I could have told you that. And that his information. And this, this is uh, this is a quote. Implicates President Biden in a foreign influence peddling conspiracy. Joe Biden. Is a quote 
from McCormick. I just wanted I, I wrote over it here. Joe Biden committed crimes in Ukraine in a conspiracy with current national security advisor Jake Sullivan. I'm a witness to that. I'm a witness to that happening. How you don't interview him is beyond uh, description. And um, before we get to whether me, you know, is he telling the truth? Isn't he telling the truth? Nobody knows that until you interview him and you see what kind of uh, corroboration he has. Um, you, you got, but you you have to interview him, or or you uh, you're just making it obvious you're crooked. You have to interview him. Hey, stupid idiot who runs the FBI, put there by Chris Christie. Hey, you got to interview him. Uh, like the woman in uh, Ukraine, they get into it didn't interview. You left her stranded there, even under threat of death. Well, you guys are awful. This guy is begging to testify. He's begging to testify. He says he has direct information that implicates Biden in the influence peddling scheme. He went there three times with him. One was in 2014 at the time that, just at the time, that Hunter was put on the board, but it hadn't been publicly announced yet. So Biden was in Ukraine. Uh, Hunter was on the board. Devin Archer was on the board. We know they were communicating with, with, with him, even though he's lied about it. We know that he met with uh, the number two guy in, in Burisma, even though he says he never met any of Hunter's clients. He just lied about that, like he lies about everything else. And the press doesn't care. And we, so we can corroborate certain parts of this. Uh, this guy was on that trip. Uh, the trip that he's talking about, the one in 2014, Jake Sullivan did brief the press. And uh, as an anonymous senior administration official, how would he know that if he wasn't on the trip, right? And and um, and then he says he said that the uh, briefing was about how they were going to help the Ukraine natural gas industry, and of course, uh, 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 Biden was the point man for Ukraine. That meant he was in charge of doling out the billions of dollars to keep uh, Ukraine afloat, and he was supposed to uh, help uh, drive R- Russia back. Well, I mean, uh, he b- basically helped himself to some of the money that was supposed to go to Ukraine. So did everybody else. So he miserably failed in that. And, of course, we know he didn't drive Russia out. Uh, and Until Trump came in, uh, the Obamas and the Bidens had basically given them no weapons that you could shoot. I think they sent over about 400 uh, slingshots that they could use. That was actually what the president of Ukraine told me, that, that Obama gave him slingshots. We'll be back with plenty more. Come back, and then we'll get to your questions. First, the bad news. SAP Business AI won't help you generate cubist versions of your family's holiday photos. But it will help you understand which supplier is best to help you roll out your plant-based packaging in Southeast Asia. Or identify the training your junior project manager needs to rise up the ranks. 
and automate repetitive tasks while you focus on big innovations. So you can be ready for the next opportunity. Revolutionary technology, real world results. That's SAP Business AI. Rudy Giuliani. Rudy Giuliani. On the Red Apple Podcast Network. Rudy Giuliani back uh, with you on the uh, Rudy Giuliani show. And um, a couple of points we want to make, and then we'll go right to the right to the lines. Things I things I want you to hear, like this uh, this situation with this uh, key witness against Biden. Now, he, you cannot be running an honest FBI and not interview him. Interviewing him doesn't mean you believe him, but interviewing him means you don't reject him when he's saying something. That could be true. In fact, if you look at the surrounding evidence, the surrounding circumstances, I'm just doing this now as I used to do it when I ran uh, the best U.S. attorney's office in the country. This is something that if uh, somebody that worked for me didn't follow it up, they'd be fired. This is a critical witness. You can't get past not uh, finding out whether he's telling the truth or not. Because if he's telling the truth, uh, you know, uh, uh, <laughs> don't stop. Just go right to jail. He says he's a direct witness to Joe Biden peddling influence. Now we got to see what he has to say. But you don't you don't uh, run away from him like they did uh, Bobulinski. Bobulinski, same thing. Giller, Gilliers, same thing. That's why we got three that are witnesses. The woman in Ukraine, four, who could have been killed. The, uh, the, the prosecutor who got fired, five, who's supposed to be corrupt, but there's never been a corruption charge ever brought against him. And there was also an attempt to kill him that the FBI never bothered to look at or investigate. Uh, so I don't know what we have. We don't have an FBI. We have a Biden state police. Now, I do, do not mean to insult all the agents that are out there in the field doing whatever they're doing, and most of them are doing good stuff, and some of them are doing horrible stuff, like investigating the Catholic Church and parents who, who, who are worried about their kids being mutilated. But a lot of them are doing good stuff. Uh, well, a warning, by the way. I saw somebody doing it from the FBI, and this is worth listening to. The FBI says don't use public charges for your cell phones and your electronics. They say there's a very high incidence of their being hacked. I saw a kid down here doing it when I was coming into the office, and I said, well, there's something the FBI is right about. Uh, Trump will be here tomorrow, uh, I think it's tomorrow, to testify in the other bull case. I don't know if you noticed he used that word in the, in the uh, Tucker Carlson interview, and they boop, bleep it out. He said, boop, 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 bleep, bull, yeah, boop, boop, bleep. He's a real guy, you know? He also has a brain. Not like what we got. Not like what we got in the uh, in the White House. And here is something uh, that I was very happy about with the. And um, Ted is here with me. And Ted, uh, how long have I been? Have I been from the? I think from the day it happened, I have been saying that no one has given me an explanation for why we gave away Bagram Air Base. Uh, and I was so glad to see. That the former president brought it up big time with um, with um, uh, uh, with with Tucker, and he also gave us some facts about it that 
I didn't know that it was one of our. I knew it was one of our most modern air bases because we had just put billions of dollars into it. I knew, of course, it's a strategic air base, only four hundred miles from China. I would say super uber strategic, <laughs> basically on their border. We could fly a plane there in less than an hour and bomb them. They take them hours to come to us, giving us a great chance to beat them to the punch if we have to, and also to uh, intercept whatever they're sending. The more time you have, the better the Iron Dome or the more sophisticated version of Iron Dome that we have works. And I'm one of the few people that actually saw the Iron Dome. And I'm not going to describe it to you in great detail. I can give you the outlines of it anytime you want. And we've got something 10 times more sophisticated. And Trump made it clear last night, right, that that's, that's that was right. like about, I think he, 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 he more or less did it, uh, it was like really dumb, really went after Miley, too, because Miley, I mean, Miley was the one that said he'd call China and warn him if Trump was going to attack him. <laughs> well, I don't know how you can remain a general if you say that, yeah. Ted. We, we shouldn't even laugh. That's, that's no, awful. No, I, I mean, I, I would think. I would think in the old days there'd be a ceremony and they'd rip all those things off his, all that stuff he has on he has his chest. He a lot chest. of them. He has a lot he's, of them. He's got, he's got stuff, oh, he's got stuff going down to his knees. I mean, you've just got to pull that stuff off. Uh, the, uh, the other one that he made a big point of was giving away $85 billion in arms. This isn't like a neutral country. To terrorists. <laughs> that are then going to use it to kill the people we never took out because we took out the troops before the civilians. What did he say? He said he asked a five-year-old, yeah. and the five-year-old figured it out from playing soldiers? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, actually, the answer, the actual answer is, and I wish I was advising him at the time, the actual answer is if you can't get it out, haven't you seen enough movies to know what you do? You burn it. You burn it. You destroy it. You don't give it to Islamic terrorist killers unless you're Joe Biden and you don't love our country, you don't care about our country. Uh, he does makes too many decisions that cost American lives, that cost America's honor, and that cost America's reputation in the world. So let's go to, let's go to, uh, let's go to Rich. Mayor, how are you? Good, good. I, I listen to the opening volley on your show. You, you just keep the faith, but unfortunately, history has shown we had communism, Stalinism. But who always saved those countries? It was the United States. Yep. Who's going to save us, Mayor? Who's going to save us? But I'm not call, I'm calling about this new Ratzoff. Is this Paul Crotty's daughter? Uh, gee, who, who was appointed? The one who ran for DA? Some female karate. I, yeah, maybe. It may be. I mean, she ran, she ran for district attorney against Bragg and lost in the primary. What, what, you have it here? Let me see. I'll tell you in a second if it's her. It probably is. No, no it's Kathleen Karate. I mean, I thought he was an upper level guy. How is his daughter involved with Adam? I don't, well, here it says it's Kathleen Karate. All right. Karate. That's not, uh, that's not, um, not the same spelling. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's I not the same, started. not the I, same person. I, I wouldn't, you know, Paul, uh, Paul is a, 
Paul comes from the Crotty family in Buffalo. It's an old, yeah. old Democrat family that was instrumental in nominating uh, John Kennedy for president. Yeah. His yeah, father. I, I, but they were all very, very conservative Democrats. You know, uh, in, no, I heard the name. I was driving. I said, I, I got to call in and ask you. I, I'm sure you I'm sure you've had interactions with him. But uh, with Paul, Paul, uh, Paul, Paul was my uh, co-clerk when I was a law clerk 2000 years ago. Uh, wow. And then he was my um, corporation counsel when I was the mayor for four years. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And one of my, and, and, you know, almost a lifetime friend. Yeah. All right. Well, okay. Th- thanks for taking my call. Be safe. Thank mayor. you. Thank you. And he's, by the way, he's a great federal judge. Great federal judge. Trained by one of the best. Uh, so let's go to uh, the number one. I can't see the name on the number one line. Hello? Yes. Hi, this is Joe. Hi, Joe. How are you? Okay. Uh, A few questions. I want to know why. I'm glad the uh, Republicans have subpoenaed uh, Alvin Brigg, but why don't they also subpoena the Biden White House and the Biden Justice Department to find out if there was coordination between them and Alvin Bragg's office? And why don't they also subpoena you and this guy who the FBI won't interview? Well, I don't know. I don't know. Um, I'll, I'll look into that. I mean, they should be subpoenaed. Yeah. They, 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 like this this guy here, um, uh, Mr. McCormick, who is volunteering information. When I, I mean, when I had people volunteering information, uh, I, I mean, I've had, I had cases where people volunteered information. It would be in the Times or the News or the Post or my assistants were on it. I wake him up in the middle of the night and say, <laughs> get the FBI and go see that guy right away. I would have had somebody, I've had somebody interview that guy the minute we saw it in the New York Post. And th- somebody from the uh, Justice Department, I heard, went to Alvin Bragg's office. I don't know if you heard about that, to, you know, try to, I guess, to expedite this indictment because Bragg, you know, to try to push Bragg to indict Trump. So they should look into that. You know, interesting that be because huge. that would be that would be the uh, uh, that would be the weasel uh, who runs the Justice Department, that make believe judge whose son-in-law is making a fortune, confusing children about their genders. Nobody knows that his son-in-law is in that business, and then they wonder, you know, how does he use words like uh, uh, parents who were worried about uh, gender miseducation or brainwashing. Uh, are uh, terrorists. The more you can uh, spread that propaganda, the more millions his son-in-law will make. But nobody cares about that. Or they want to go after Clarence Thomas, who's, who's, who's getting vacations from a friend, which at the time that he did it, did not require disclosure, if, if it was a long-term personal friend. I know the rule, because I lived under that rule. That rule has been changed. As soon as it was changed, he disclosed it. That's how they found out about it. Well, they, better leave, they, they better leave Clarence Thomas alone. Otherwise, they can have a real problem with me. I love that guy. Love him. He's a great American, and he's been mistreated so horribly by the communists. It's terrible. How can you figure that uh, with all the things they've done to us, we now have a massive leak of extraordinarily sensitive uh, uh, intelligence information 
giving uh, details and strategy about uh, the war in Ukraine, uh, compromising uh, apparently a uh, a source, uh, maybe not a person source, but a technological source that was getting us a lot of information about Russia's plans. In other words, we were into them, and we were in advance getting information about what they were planning to do. Well, that's been completely compromised now. Uh, everything I can get, you know, I did this work for about three, two and a half years uh, when we set up the FISA court. That was the Cold War back then, because I am that old. And uh, I, I, so I read between the lines here. Uh, what ha- what has been described already makes it one of the three or four biggest leaks we've ever had. If some of the things in here that are being um, talked about or suggested are uh, ha- have been compromised, we are really, really in very, very bad shape. And um, the person who's doing the briefing is the Pentagon spokesman Chris Meager. And he concluded uh, his briefing yesterday by saying it could lead to people losing their lives. That's from the Biden administration. The secretary and the Department of Defense will take as far as this is. I mean, this is is very serious stuff. When you get it in raw form like this, uh, the chances you can figure out people, sources and methods is very, very strong. Because uh, these people are experts at that, and we are too. I mean, let, uh, let's not forget, uh, we're, we're as good as and as sneaky as they are in doing this. But don't underestimate them. Just don't. Um, the thing that troubles me is we didn't pick it up. The Russians picked it up. And then after the Russians picked it up, and the, the Russians picked it up and blew it out of the water, uh, which means they weren't the ones who did it. Uh, from from their point of view, uh, if 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 they would have kept the information secret, and I don't know if you, you know how this business works, they try to turn it around on us. So they they would have preferred if they were the only ones who had this information, and then maybe they'd have leaked it six or eight months from now after they squeezed every every bit of orange juice out of the orange, and were, were able to analyze it and get it down to who are their rats? I mean who Look, the Russians have people that turn on them, too. It's not just us. This looks like an inside job sent out to the um, sent out to the gaming website. It was a strange way that it was done. It wasn't like a whole bunch of papers delivered. You usually think you know, in, a, in, a, in a manila envelope. And this was done purely technologically. They switched it over to a public website that's used for gaming. And then... Uh, uh, um, some of those files were switched over to another website and then over to another website. And the fear is that not all of them have been transferred yet, that there are a lot more. And I think that's, you can get that when you listen to the briefings, that there's a great deal of worry that there's a lot more. And of course, they don't know what that is. So let's go to, let's go to a break. And then we'll come back with the mayor's final thoughts.
Find a fresh take on a fall getaway to Wilmington, North Carolina and beaches. Enjoy hiking trails in a state park, fresh seafood with a side of live music and fall festivals galore. Then live it up along the Riverwalk in Wilmington's historic downtown with three island beaches, Carolina, Curie and Wrightsville and a vibrant downtown. You get the best of the Carolina coast all in one place. Plan your fall getaway at Wilmington and Beaches Vacation.com. How do you make a vacation last? How do you hold on to the joy, the clarity, the calm? Easy. You go to Aruba. You'll spend your time relaxing on cool, white, sandy beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll meet locals brimming with gratitude for an island that redefines what a paradise can be. You won't just feel great. You'll feel relaxed, renewed, and ready for life. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com. America's Mayor, Rudy Giuliani. This is Rudy Giuliani back with uh, Mayor's Final Thoughts, sponsored by Tunnel to Towers. Tunnel to Towers is, of course, the organization that takes care of those people in uniform who die in the line of duty and their families need to be taken care of. They need help, and they're there to take care of the mortgage. They're there to take care of them and show them we have their backs. And for those who are catastrophically injured, they're there to build smart homes, of which they now have done many. And they're quite an organization, and you want to be part of it. So send in your 11, 11, uh, it's $11,000 per month. And um, I think think this is something that you can, um, that you can easily, did I say eleven thousand? Eleven dollars. Why don't you send in eleven thousand per month? That'd be even nicer if you did that. Um, so let me, as my final uh, thought, let me let me go back to something that um, that Trump said yesterday on um, on the Tucker Carlson. I don't know if it was yesterday or the day before, because this is something that I have been saying. And, um, well, he picked up two things that I've been saying for well, one of them for two years that nobody picked up, which was Begram. And because it's one of the most extraordinary uh, double crosses of our country I've ever seen, giving away an air, an air base 400 miles from China. And Millie and uh, uh, just, you know, lying and saying it was tr- not strategically important. He must really think we're as stupid as he is. Uh, Trump called Millie and his people idiots. and. If you look, I mean, you look at Afghanistan. What else? What else would you? What else would you call them? But um, Trump raised the question that he doesn't think he's going to run against Biden. I don't think that either, and I keep explaining it to people, uh, and because I spent a lot of time uh, during the campaign and before I got all involved with the hard drive, I helped prepare him for the debates and and uh, speeches and. And I got a bunch of psychiatrists to look at Biden. Then I put two of them on my podcast. So I became, and, and then Dr. Maria helped me too. So I became, I don't, I don't say that I'm a doctor, but I became an expert on dementia. And uh, Dr. Maria actually thinks it's vascular dementia that comes from the uh, operations that he had on the brain rather than, you know, the, the genetic form or other forms of it. Uh, but he has all of the, 
he has all of the symptoms of, I would say now, somewhere beyond mid-level dementia, and we're into advanced dementia. Uh, particularly the delusional thinking, like when he keeps insisting that he gave uh, the Purple Heart to his uncle with his father present after he became vice president in the White House. And, of course, they were both dead for one five years and the other seven years, and it couldn't possibly have happened, but he insists on it. He doesn't insist on it. He forgets. Same thing when he came out with the inappropriate reference to ice cream and uh, He forgets that he's out there to say something kind and generous and nice about um, about uh, the families of the people who who had lost loved ones. And you could see he then was sort of very confused when he had to get back into it. So what uh, what President Trump said, uh, said yesterday, and I think we have time for it. Let's go to cut four. I watch him just like you do. And I think it's almost inappropriate for me to say it. I don't see how it's possible. But there's something wrong. I saw his answer today on television about whether or not he was going to run to a very nice guy named Al Roker. I mean, you can't get a softer question than that. That was a long answer. Talking about the eggs and the this and that. Look. I don't think he can. I don't think he can either. It's a long time between now and next year at this time. And next year at this time, we won't even be at the conventions. So it's a progressive disease the way the Democrats are progressive. You decline. Okay. We'll be back tomorrow. God bless America. And say a prayer to thank God that you're in America. We'll see you tomorrow. And don't forget, tonight, Getter, YouTube, we'll be on date. A bunch of, a bunch of others, too.